Skittle. Skittle. Skittle pale meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Hey, and welcome to another edition of the plug with Bushy, Sin, and the Mountain Man coming at you. With a great record review, and this week we do have a special guest, but before we get there, Sid, how was your week? Uh, my week, I uh, can't complain, man. I just sat around the house, just um, handing out for the trick-or-treaters, and pretty much got my PlayStation 4 back. As many people know, I am a gamer, and been playing Destiny 2 for the last couple of days, but other than that, just sitting back, relaxing, same old week, man. Nice. What nice. about you, Mount Man? Skittles, pound puppies, meow, meow, meow. How y'all doing? <laughs> Mount Man. You, you, Get her done. You, you, Get her done. You, you, you sound like you messed up your part. I, I, I got a cold. <laughs> I got a cold. God damn. There's a liberal wind coming in from the east. God damn it. <laughs> Those fucking liberal winds. <laughs> Goddamn snowflakes. Cold as shit around here. <laughs> Speaking of liberal winds. Special... Oh, hello. <laughs> yes, sir. All the way from, this is fucking hilarious, New Orleans, Knowledge, yes. Louisiana. Yes. yes. Rocket Metal Combat Podcast. Ian Wadley, how you doing, man? Oh, yeah! How y'all doing, man? I am fucking happy as fuck to be here. Uh, what's the name of your podcast? <laughs> That's awesome. The plug, man. Come on. I know. I, I should have asked it before. What's the name of the podcast? Seriously. Oh, seriously? Yeah, the plug. This fuck. This fucking guy. Oh, no, seriously. I'm like, plug it. I'm like, plug it. Tell me the fucking name. Uh, the plug. I am so happy to be on the plug. This is awesome. Very happy to be here. This is uh, long in the making, unfortunately, uh, due to, you know, a lot of shit in my personal life, like restraining orders and incarcerations. Uh, but uh, I, I'm happy to be here on your show. And, uh, brother, I'm proud of you. How many episodes you got now? What is this, like, uh, episode? I think this is 28. I was going to say two, but 28 will work. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. You, you can't steal that thunder. Um, it is small a thunderstorm as that is. No, we're, uh, we're real happy to have you. Um, and man, you are right. It has been a bitch to get Wadzilla on. Yes. And uh, I apologize. And that's, that's been all on me. Uh, shit in my control, shit out of my control, but I'm glad you guys waited around for me. And, uh, you know, brother, you are, you know, you've been so good to me and, and, and such a supportive member 
of our family, man. Shit, this is the least I can do, so I'm honored to be on your show, brother. Well, well, we certainly appreciate it. We really do. And uh, yeah, you know me, I can't sing enough praises about rock and metal. And um, I'm no, just you, happy. You can't. To... You can't. You can. Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> Great show. Great show. Absolutely. I, it's a, it's I'm a and iTunes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Leave a five star review. And in all good used podcast record stores. <laughs> yes. And while you're there, you might as well come slumming and leave the plug a five-star review as well. That's but, right. um, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm really happy and honored that you decided to come here at an upstart show, you know, that um, we're actually really not a music podcast. It's just I've come to find out that all of our guests, all have music podcasts so for a while we've been in this little music uh i don't want to say rut but we but that's where we've been we've been in the music area for several weeks until last week when we finally did a a, a movie you know episode you know, wow so, well i i feel bad now because nobody ever said i got him out of a rut so uh <laughs> you might you might be fucked there <laughs> i i think we'll be okay I think we'll be okay. Now, um, the reason we were asking you on, and, and, and this is hilarious, is because Sin was not going to be here uh, for about a month, month and a half. He was going to Puerto right, Rico. Right, because we, we, were, we were originally supposed to do this in 1979, but right. I kept you know, postponing. Right, right. Well, you know, Dynasty came out and kicked Disco in the ass, so we had to put things yes. in back order. Yes. But, no, Sin went to Puerto Rico, and... Uh, we tried to get you on. Now, Dr. Fuck. What, what, did you go to Puerto Rico for the fucking hurricane? Yes, I was there. Oh, man. You yep. got some fucking timing, huh? Yep, some timing. Four, uh, four, days, four days before it, technically. So. so, so I mean, were you there when the hurricane hit? Yep, yep. I was there oh, when it well. hit. Uh, hurricane wasn't really as bad as I anticipated for a Category 5. It was the aftermath. Right. Well, I'm yeah. I'm glad you're here. Do, yeah, thank do, you, man. I'm do, glad to be working with you, dude, because, like, you know, my radio show, basically, where we were together at one point, I maybe crossed paths with you, like, once or twice. I extended my show right. into your show, but right. pretty much my, my schedule sucks. I can't catch no Saturday morning, you know, metal. Rock. Man, I, I wish I could have went to Puerto Rico with you because... Uh, Trump never gave me paper towels, and I would have loved to catch those. <laughs> that would have been great. Because I mean, I mean, everybody knows, fuck a hurricane hit. You need the quicker picker upper. You know. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, were they at least bounty? <laughs> yeah. If I was him, I would have fucked that fucking PR guy up. I'm just saying. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, Sid was going to be away to Puerto Rico for a month visiting his grandmother. And I, I sent him a message. I was like, uh, dude, you know a hurricane's head your way. Why the fuck would you guys plan a trip to that part of the world during hurricane season? Oh, I saw that message, and he said, don't worry about it. He goes, Puerto Rico is actually an American territory. The U.S. is going to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Ever the optimist, DJ Sato. I, I, I love that in you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely hilarious. But, yeah, now here's the thing. Dr. Fuck actually saved my contempt. And and that, that might be too strong a word, but I'm drinking my supper, so you'll have to excuse me. I like that. But, um, you know, 
Monday. Uh, man, overtime. And I can't hate anybody for getting overtime. It's okay, we'll do it next Monday. Overtime. Right. Motherfucker. Yep. How about this day? Overtime. Son of a bitch. No, I then I had other people lined up, so we couldn't get you right back on. Because we don't do multiple episodes a week, because that's fucking work. <laughs> But I'm I'm just happy you're finally here. Um, you know, yes. the only thing is I didn't post until I knew you were going to be here this time. Because last week I was like, yeah, we're recording with Wadzilla at 5 p.m. It's probably going to yeah, happen. I, I, I saw that last week. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was my fault uh, too. But then the bitch of it is, I left work early today. Like I'm all ready to do this. I got my notes and everything ready to do this. And, uh, and, and I, I felt really bad at work and I ended up leaving early and I was like, oh my God. And I called Bill Wang, the incredible Bill Wang. Yeah. I love uh, that guy on, on the way home. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I can't believe this. It's like, there's a curse on me being on this show. And he's like, what show? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the fucking name. Uh, <laughs> this is, I guess it's a plug. The uh, plug with Bushy said in the mountain man. <laughs> mountain man. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm going to go home and, and, and check my health. Cause I'm dealing with some health issues right now. I was like, as long as I'm okay, I'm going to do this. As long as I'm not going to the fucking hospital, right. I'm doing the fucking show today. Like, like nothing's going to stop me. So I came home and, uh, shit wasn't as bad as what I thought it was. So, uh, nothing was going to stop me tonight from being on this, uh, show. The plug. The plug. There it is. The there it is. So there you go. No, I'm very, I'm very honored that you asked me to be on here, and and not only, uh, you know, asked me to be on the show, but to let me pick the album that would ensue that two, or at, I'd probably say four out of the five people who listen aren't going to listen to this episode. Right. So there's Absolutely. no pressure. There's Absolutely. No pressure, you know. None, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. We just need your name so we can get some fucking numbers. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> You're already fucked, then. You're already fucked. <laughs> Nobody knows who the fuck I am. Oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, look at that. that, that, that that's the guy on Ralph's uh, jacket right there on the coattails. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> no, no. Er, and Ralph, actually, he he told us, he's like, look, you e- e can't do weekdays. That's where you're fucking up. And that's what I started asking. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> How about weekends? Because, well, uh, I, I was going to make an exception for you guys because normally I don't, uh, you know, when I do these things, I like to partake, if you will. And I normally don't partake uh, during the weeks except on Wednesdays when we do news. But I was willing to make an exception with you. But like I said, it was like uh, it was like a perfect storm of circumstances that uh, th- that prevented it. But I'm here now. That's, so, and that's awesome. And uh, whatever your health issues are, we, we certainly don't have to get into them. But. Yeah, right. we, we hope those. We're just glad you're here are. now, faggot. Hey, enough out of you, mountain man. Hold on, start <laughs> your roll. Where the fuck did he come from? I don't right. know. I, I guess the mountains of West Virginia. <laughs> oh man, and and yeah, you know that that that's one of the things I I, I did when I asked uh, guests to come on. Uh, I gave them the option of topic. Um. I, I wish a Chris Sinzak episode had recorded because that was brilliant. Oh, and he he's a great guest, man. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't get much better than Chris Sinzak. That dude is uh, salt of the earth. I cannot give that guy enough praise because there's so much shit that 
that's happened in the rock and metal combat podcast world that wouldn't have happened without him. I mean, cause right off the bat, I, I just wrote to him as a fan and he went out of his way to do everything to help us where a lot of people be like, Hey, you're competition, you know? Right. Uh, why am I going to help you? You know, but I, I, I sent, uh, Chris, uh, you know, a snippet of the rock and metal combat podcast. And he goes, Oh, you're no competition. I'll help you. <laughs> no, Chris is Chris is an absolute sweetheart. He was oh, more than it, gracious. Came and on. So is Eric, and so is Eric Camaro. Gotta I give him credit where Chris do. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to speak with him yet. I, wa- I, I would like to get him as well. Uh, oh, we are going to record with him on Sunday, and I cannot wait. I nice, cannot wait. nice. Because he was a great guy. I got pictures with him and talked to him, you know, down oh, there yeah. in Nashville. Oh yeah, I mean I'm definitely you know I'm 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 closer with Chris, but it, you know it's by no fault of of Aaron's. It's just Aaron's a very uh, uh, busy man. He does so much besides uh, the podcast. I mean every we all have fucking day jobs. Sure. But, uh, you know Aaron has day jobs. He has the Decibel Geek, which is highly successful. Great, uh, great and, podcast. Know, yes, he do, he does wrestling promotion. He does all kinds of stuff. But man, talk about two salt of the earth. Guys, that's Aaron Camaro, Chris Sinzak. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And we had a great Vinny Vincent discussion. That's the worst part. Oh, those are the best with the Chris Sinzak. Oh, dude, it, it was amazing. But the Mountain Man had to leave early, and when he backed out of the conversation. Oh, sure, sure you're going to blame the shit on me, you fucking chicken shit, yellow belly chicken hawk liberal. <laughs> yes, I am, Mountain Man. But when he yeah. left. So did my recording. It stopped. Uh, and, I, and I never double-checked it. So we had this great conversation that just never came to be. But Chris, being the sweetheart that he is, is coming back. Um, nice. Ralph nice. was a lot of fun, too, man, because we talked stuff that wasn't metal. I dug all that shit out of him. Because you know on your show, it's always, yeah, well, I like ABBA. You you always hear that. It, oh, 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 hold on. First of all, don't say... Your show, because Ralph will get pissed about that. It's Ralph's show. Oh, how about y'all's show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he ain't even gonna like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we always—that was the point of that show, because he didn't want to come up with a topic. He says, "Your fucking show, you come up with a topic." I said, "Cool, we're going to talk about things you love that aren't metal." See, he's smarter than me because I picked a topic nobody wants to hear about. <laughs> See, Ralph is a genius. <laughs> He, he was very gracious as well. But, um, yes, and, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to, that, that you guys, who I'm just some schmuck that listens to you, no, decided I know. I you would you. come and listen to you. us and I come know. and join us. That's awesome. I really appreciate it. Uh, and, I, and, dude, I, I appreciate you. How much you've done uh, to support not only the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, but to support Thrash or Die. Uh, you know, everything that Ralph does, everything that I do. Uh, you know, stuff like that doesn't go unnoticed, and we appreciate it. We we all do this. You know, same with with the great DJ Sato. We do this out of love for what we do. None yes. of us get fucking paid. Right. I some, mean, Scott. Some of us Scott, it costs Scott money. Scott Green gets paid, but he doesn't share the money. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I love you, Scott Green, and that other station. I love you. Uh, but uh, but no, I mean, we all do this because this is. What drives us? This is what fuels us. Is music, 
you know, and, and talking to other people about music, be it like-minded or not like-minded. I mean, you know, I have great discussions with people who don't agree with me. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, they're what my grandmother would call assholes, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love it. It, it. It's a lot of fun. And, and, in this day and age, you know, when everybody does like, you know, social media, it's weird because there's there's a lot of connect, but there's a lot of disconnect. But yes. I try I try to focus on the connect. You know, uh, it makes some people colder, it makes other people warmer, and this is a prime example of just people who love music and love talking about shit or be it movies, whatever. You know, but people getting together and discussing it, I think it's great, and I I, I think there's a market out there for this. Oh, I uh, I couldn't agree more, uh, uh, Ian, because. If you think about it, um, social media, if you ask me, I, I really think it's a great divider uh, of people because, especially in this day and age, and uh, I, I know you have your opinion, I have mine, uh, as to why, but people get so pissed off and don't want to talk to each other, but you and I couldn't be further from each other with some of our beliefs not all of them because actually a lot of a lot of my beliefs <laughs> you'd be surprised oh, yeah. i'm on track with you but right. because of our beliefs you know social media dictates we shouldn't even be friends but oh hey, yeah we no, no, we talk on the phone we text oh, we, we went to dinner in nashville you and my family i mean we we just had a good time with saw raymond yes that's a, an amazing show God, that was it's an amazing ridiculous. show. But it's just proof that it's all bullshit, okay? Oh, Everybody yeah, can yeah. get along. You just can't get pissed off about everything. Well, here's the thing. Back in the 40s, you know, people argued over fucking politics. But now it's like you get to do it, plus show pictures of your children and what you had to eat for lunch. Right, uh, right. And, hi- and hide behind a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, and some people can handle it and some people can't. And we are both people... We're very passionate about what we believe in. And, uh, you, you know, even though we're different, you know, spectrums of what we believe in, there, there's a common thread that we have, which is, you know, our love of music. Yes, and, sir. And, and just being brothers and, be, and being nice to each other. You don't always agree with your brother. Yes, you know? yes. But you still be human to your brother. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I used to have a brother, but in 80, he voted for Reagan, and I killed him. And now I'm an only child. You know? <laughs> So, uh, God, even Reagan, no, no Reagan, really? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, have, I have this love hate thing with Reagan. I mean, Reagan is like, Reagan was like everybody's like cool grandpa. You know, he was like the grandpa that pulled like the piece of candy out from beneath your ear, you know, from under your ears. Yeah, they told then, a great joke. And then he's like, hey, look over there. I'm going to cut all your benefits and fuck the unions, you know, but <laughs> we're not going there. No, we're not, we're not going to go there. I'm actually having this conversation um, in the next couple of weeks with uh, another mutual friend uh, that I actually discovered because of your guys's. Is that even is that even proper English? Because of your guys' yeah. show. It I is a West Virginia. Shut up, Mountain Man. God damn, Mountain Man. Stop <laughs> butting in. But no, um, Mr. Ken Mills, the Podfather himself. Oh, I love the Podfather. I love yes, the Podfather. Yes, he, uh, he contacted me because I had asked him to be on the show. And uh, he got a hold of me a little while later because that dude is fucking busy. Is he? 
But yeah, <laughs> I oh have nothing God. for that. <laughs> oh my God, Ken, Ken Mills, the great, the, the pod father. I, I mean, holy shit. That that guy is such a sweetheart. It was funny because when when we walked up in in the hotel there, and uh, you were there as Scott Stein, but you were coming through. I, I believe this is what happened. And, and there's Ken Mills sitting on the couch. I had no idea who he was visually. None. Right. I heard him. It was you like. Heard- yeah, you heard that voice, and you know it's Ken Mills. Yeah, I was you know, like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. You know? and, and for those who don't know, uh, Ken Mills is like the Harvey Weinstein of podcasts. If you want to get a podcast, you have to fuck Ken Mills. I mean, there's there's no two ways about it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this yeah. is why I love Wadzilla right here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's quick. You know, I'll say that, you know, but you got to do it. There's no way around it. You gotta fuck Ken Mills. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go balls deep because he he is such a oh, sweetheart. Yeah, no, see that's the bitch he's pitching. Uh, you know, like I oh, said, oh he, wait, wait, see, I was not told this in our discussion. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, don't prove your listenership overnight. Oh, well, fuck it, you know, I'll just come out twenty years later screaming and rape me. Yeah, It'll be yeah, all right. Take, take one for the team, Corey Feldman. Stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Absolutely. goody shut the fuck up yeah deal but, with uh it. yeah mr mills the pot father himself got a hold of me and uh we kept trying to fucking facebook live chat whatever on messenger it wasn't working so I, dude can you just skype me and uh we, we ended up talking for like three hours oh kid can fucking talk yes he can? can but but he dude he his conversation this i hello yes I would can you hear. say did we agree or disagree politically? <laughs> I was like, um, well, hey, how, how you doing? <laughs> you know? and, and, and that just started a discussion. He said he wants to have a discussion with somebody that's not going to get pissed off. And I was like, Ken, this is a beautiful thing. And I want to say it was right after that Vegas shooting. And I guess he chose me. We're going to have that discussion. And I can't wait for the great Ken Mills to come. To, oh to God, do I, want, I want to be on that because that's like Republican on Republican violence, and that's a that's a big issue. <laughs> it's well, it's weird because I've seen his posts, and that's what I was saying. I said I think we don't agree. So it's it's going to be an interesting conversation. I think he's a very middle to the left side Republican. Oh, I I, I would consider him a Republican, but then again, I like him. So. <laughs> well, you said Republican, you fuck. I know, right? But so all anyway, right, why do we have I, Wadzilla here? You you have me here to talk about uh, a band that that caused a lot of drama on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast page. Yeah, and I don't uh, thanks to why. thanks to you. Yes, thanks to you, and that is the Cure, and uh, this is one. Oh my God, Ralphus melt this shit like you would not believe. Like, oh my God, these fucking goddamn fan requests. I was like, hold on, hold on. We've only reviewed one album from the fans that you didn't like, and that was The Cure. I go, I didn't like a lot of the ones the fans picked. And he's like, yeah, but The Cure was so fucking bad. And, and, but, but the fans, the fans love that episode. They love that episode. 
Unfortunately, Ralph put up a very, very homoerotic episode on our YouTube page. Yes, yes. That yes, that that, that even people who like that episode are like, wow, that's way too much Mountain Man for me to watch. Hey, what the fuck are you saying, you fucking liberal? Shut up, Mountain Man. Hold on, calm down. <laughs> Goddamn, Mountain Man, get back in your cage. Get back in your cage. God damn. The South will rise again when the North says so. I um, I have to admit, I am open to whoever loves whoever. I don't give a shit. Okay? I don't care. It's not my thing, but whatever. Right. But, right, uh, but no, no. I'm sitting there I, trying to watch this, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just minimize, because he had the whole, our, our pre-talk, you know, our pre-show conversation, everything. So I wanted to listen to it. So I'm like, yeah, let's just drop this down, and I'll just hear the episode. Right. But uh, I, I'll tell you what, it turned out so much better than I thought because at first he, he refused to even listen to it. And I was really like, I was, you know, it, it bothered me because I was like, look, first of all, it's fucking Nate. Second of all, Nate paid a lot of money to do this episode. The least we can do is do it. But he had a bad attitude. But it changed overnight. And he's like, hey, I listened to the album. I did all this. And I was like, oh, man, thank you. Thank you, brother. And I still like, like as negative as he was towards it. And that's okay. You know? Well, sure. Not uh, everyone likes it. Right. But I was glad he listened to it. And so many people love that episode. And, and, and not only people who love the cure, because there are a lot of people who love the cure, but are, are too afraid to say they love the cure. Right. But there, there were cure haters that love that episode. And people just love when you hate on something. Absolutely. And he, and he did it the right way. He, you know, he actually listened to it, but he came up with something articulate and funny for why he doesn't hate something. And, and I always try to do that. When I don't like something, it's not funny to say, this sucks. Right. I'm moving on. <laughs> not mad. Yeah, fucker. Hey, I'm not making fun of you, Mount Man. Calm down. Slow your roll. Shut up. Get her done. Um, but, uh. You know what I mean? I try to come up with a reason why I hate it or, or, you know, a funny joke for why I don't like it. And I think Ralph did that. I think he made it an entertaining episode. I, but, I, I uh, thought it was absolutely amazing because I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I, I, you keep trying to say this is about love of you know, music and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, that's true. But I'm also a fucking narcissist, okay? I like to hear myself talk. So anything I'm on, I listen to. <laughs> no, I, I get that because I've heard DJ Sato say two two words this whole time we've been talking. Are you still there, DJ Sato? Yeah, I'm still here. Just letting you guys carry on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Speak up. Speak up. Yeah. No. Just just sitting here making sure I'm gonna get myself trialed on. So yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. All okay. Right. So so uh, 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 Ian doesn't listen to our show, so he has to. No, 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 hold on, you made that sound bad, it's not that I don't listen to your show, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Oh, well, uh, that that sounds a lot better, that's that's very liberal of you, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there was a time when Sin, Sato, Joe, I, I've known it for a long time, that's why we went with Sin, uh, through our video gaming uh, uh, friendship. Oh, oh, I used to play Tetris too. Nice, nice. Well, this is more PS3, but okay. Way to be on board. <laughs> but um, he would lean back, holding his mic, 
And when he would lead back with his bike, it would pull it out of the fucking slot. And all of a sudden, the recorder I was using at the time would just start saying, trial, trial. And it's the funniest thing ever. Go back and listen to an early episode with fucking Lee Gersman. Because Lee's sitting there trying trying to give his input on this topic. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> he just totally loses it. What the fuck is that? That's fucking weird, man. <laughs> well, I'll I, I tell you what. I pulled out of a slot one time, and Mountains Man's mom still tried to sue me for child support. <laughs> hey, I heard that, you son of a bitch. Shut up, Mountain Man. Yeah, well, watch out. They're going to grab the goods. All right, all right, hold on. Refill your fucking red solo cup and calm the fuck down. <laughs> but yeah, so so it's, it's it's become a standing joke when Sid gets too long winded because look he he hasn't taken his medication today. How the fuck has Sid got too long winded? I've heard two two sentences out of no, his fucking mouth. No, no, no. You see, you you haven't heard me, but I pop my pain medicine. My pain medicine makes it sound like I smoked an eight ball of methamphetamine. Oh, so well, that, all right, that, all right. Well, you got me sold there. That, I, I, I mean, by sold, do you have any to sell? No, I <laughs> wish I did. I ran out last night. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, Ian's always looking for who's holding. Oh, I love drugs. I love them. Big fan. I I, I like my job. <laughs> but um, it's, it's become a standing joke here on the plug with Bushy Sin and the Mountain Man. When, when somebody gets a little long-winded, they start hollering trial because because of that incident because it was so fucking funny. Really, I, I I'll find out which episode that was. Trial, right skittles, skittles, pound puppies, meow meow. <laughs> pound puppies, yes. <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids, son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate the darkies. Is what? <laughs> uh... As long as it's not a fucking uh, uh, my buddy doll, I hated those things. I was so insulted by them. Yeah. <laughs> but that was back in the 80s. Boys shouldn't be playing with dolls back then. Now I guess it's okay, but back then, you know, it was different. Different time. We were in the mountain. We were alone. Shut up! Okay. <laughs> so, Ian Wadley yes, sir. is here to discuss the second studio album by British band The Cure, 17 Seconds. Yes. And did you already mention... Your familiarity with this album, or no? Because uh, we went off on such a tangent, it was so hilarious that I I've yeah. completely forgotten because I'm yeah, drinking my no, supper. No, no I ha- I haven't mentioned, but uh, the Cure was a band I came into in uh, the mid '80s thanks to a girl I went to school with, and I always want to give her credit. The beautiful uh, uh, oh shit, what's her name? <laughs> beautiful, I fucker, what's her face? Oh, I no no no. Uh, Joe Van Voorst. Joe Van Voorst. I'm sorry, I, I had, a, had a brain fart. She's not listening to this, but uh, Joe Van Voorst and uh, Jill was a girl. I I grew up in a little podunk town in Illinois, very very small town. And uh, Jill's dad, Jill's stepfather, was very wealthy, very wealthy. I mean, these people, and I, I'm shit you not, I'm not making this up. They had an airplane hangar in their backyard. Holy because, shit. Are you, are you sure it wasn't just a big garage? No, no, because he had an airplane. 
<laughs> you know. Wow, no, this, nice. Yeah, oh, so yeah, he's this, a pilot. Okay. Yeah, yes. Uh, among other things, I mean, a great businessman. But uh, what I was, she grew up around some wealth, so she had uh, like satellites and all this shit. I'm talking about like in the mid '80s, like so. So when, the so the big fucking dishes in the front yard. Right, right. So when we we didn't even have MTV in that era, she had MTV. Wow. And and was a couple years older than me. And, and she was exposed to all this different type of music than what we would hear on our local radio station. And she gravitated towards, you know, uh, punk and new wave and goth and all this shit. And, uh, you know, she's one of those things that's like, she wasn't like the rich bitch girl, like a mean girl or anything. Right. Uh, she was just like the cool chick that was different from everybody else just because she was exposed to all this other different types of music that all us other podunks weren't exposed to, you okay, know? So, and, and I know the kind of girl you're talking about, because we had a girl like that in school I was afraid to talk to, because she had the wild Robert Smith hair. Right? Oh, no, this girl had that, too. I mean, you know, it was a... dyed purple, drove oh, a yeah. purple 68 fucking Dodge Charger. Beautiful girl, scared the hell out of me. Oh, we no. called her nonconformist, because back yeah. in the 80s, that's what they were. They were nonconformists. Right. Right, uh, you, you know, and, and and Jill was like this, but I mean, like I said, you know, it was no snobbery, no bullshit like that, but she was just exposed to a different culture that we weren't, and, and you know, it, it was it was funny because we, we used to have like a school talent show, and you know, it's just, you know, mostly it's kids doing like rudimentary shit or lip syncing or some shit like this. Sure, and, and, on stage and play my yeah, fucking trumpet, no. I've been studying for three years. Right, and she would get up there and would have, like, black lights and all kinds of glow-in-the-dark shit and, you know, 3D graphics and all this shit because, you know, her stepdad would pay for it. You know, like, whoa, how the fuck are you going to compete with this, you know? I remember her, like, doing a thing to, like, New Order Blue Monday in the mid-'80s when, like, you know, nobody knew that shit, you know? Right, right. I'm familiar with that. Right, but she did. And it did everything awesome, but once again, like I said, it wasn't like a, a snob or a bitch. It's just like, hey, I have access to this different type of music, you know? That's and, awesome. uh, oh, yeah, and, and she was in, like, oh, I, I used to be in band and chorus and all this shit, and she was in those same classes and used to live, leave her cassettes in there. And I remember going through her cassettes, because she'd leave them in there, and we weren't, you know, she was two years, I think, ahead of me in school. Uh, but she would leave her stuff there, and I'd go through it, and it was stuff like the butthole surfers, uh, suicidal tendencies. That's how I discovered suicidal tendencies. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, the cure, all this stuff. I would go through her cassettes just because I knew where she would leave them. I was like, wow, this is all this kind of music that I don't have exposure to. And that's how I discovered the cure. And I was kind of a novice. Like, I liked the song here or there, but... Right. You know, at the same time, I'm listening to fucking Slippery When Wet, you know, and Night Songs is sure. cool to me. But I'm getting exposed to this different era uh, of, of music, different type of stuff, and it left an impression on me. It's like, this is so weird, but at the same time, like, I like it, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and as I grew older, I would dig deeper into it. And uh, The Cure is a band that I now, I, I love to fucking death. God damn, do I love them. 
And I'm not one of those, like, you know, I'm not a goth kid. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I just like music. And right. I, and, and I, I tend to move towards darker moods. And I'm not a guy, like, I'm not like that depressed guy or anything like that. Right. But I, I just gravitate towards the dark. And, and this is music that I love, like, oh my God, it's a, uh, like, we're getting ready for the time change this weekend as we're recording. Right. Like, I, I love it when it gets dark at five o'clock. I hate that shit. <laughs> not, not, not that, not that I'm like, ooh, I hate everything, but I'm just, I'm a night guy. I love the dark. I love stuff that's a little bit creepier. You know, I, I could live in fucking Alaska when it's dark all the time. I could not live in Alaska when it's light all the time. Right. You know, right. but that, that doesn't mean like, I hate my parents. I want to die. I want to kill myself. Shut up, you faggot liberal. Hey, Mountain Man, wait your turn. Mountain, mountain uh, Man, where you been? Uh, Snickers, Snickers. Uh, Snicky Doodles, Cotton Candy, Pound Puppies. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know what I mean it's like I like the darker shit but I'm not like a depressed guy by any means but I just gravitate towards more aspheric that's not a word aspheric I don't know how to pronounce it atmospheric sure close enough yeah let's go with that but uh, wherever you live that'll be close enough they still don't understand in southern Canada Um, Uh, right they yeah, eat no. fucking poutine, those fucks. I don't understand that shit at all. What's that all about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but uh, you know, there's just something about them. I just, I, I dig the vibe. And when I listen to this shit, I don't get depressed or anything like that. But it sets a mood. It sets an atmosphere that I like. And uh, and that and that's something I really want to stress to you, uh, Nate, as I know that you are a fan these, especially these early albums, are ones you want to pick up on vinyl because I know you have a great record player. Yes, sir. And and they re-released these on 180 gram, and you know because vinyl naturally has that like low dark bassy tone that is so incredible. Oh, that these, that's why vinyl is oh yeah the best platform to listen exactly. to music on. But especially for music like this because it really comes across. I have this album on vinyl, uh, the 180 gram, and you can get it for like fucking 20 bucks. Uh, it sounds so good, so good. And this is the album you want to put on, like on a on a cloudy day or a rainy day or a cold day, and not because you're like, I want to kill myself, but it just it lends itself to that mood, that kind of darkness that right. I'm attra- that I'm attracted to. I, I, I can't. And, and I'm also in black chicks. What? Shut <laughs> 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 and deal with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Woo. You know, there, there's nothing wrong with having some dark chocolate in your coffee. I'm just saying. Oh, hey, as a Republican, that's very wide of you. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do not disagree with anything you said. Um, I, I only own one Cure album on vinyl, uh, and that's you know the 180 gram uh, remaster of Pornography. And I don't have that yet. I need to oh, get that. it's fucking amazing! Uh, fucking uh, amazing! 
And I, I, I love that album. And I thought it was so cool that you picked Pornography because it is, uh, it's a polarizing album. I, I think it's a bad one. Like, if you're trying to get somebody into The Cure, I think Pornography is probably a horrible album to say, check this out first. But True as, story. But as a Cure fan, I love it. And I can only imagine, because I have the two previous albums to it, I have Faith and 17 Seconds on vinyl, I have Head on the Door on vinyl, and I know how good they fucking sound. I mean, just like this dark, rich, fucking awesome tone. Uh, I can only imagine. I, I, yeah, and I can only imagine what pornography sounds. I need to buy that shit. Oh, uh, fucking amazing. It, it, it's, it's worth the 20 or 30 bucks, yes. Oh, d- definitely, definitely, because that shit sounds amazing. But, uh, but you know, I, I love that you picked that, and I tried to pick something that I think would be more accessible. Like, if you're trying to suck somebody into, like, listen to The Cure... And I didn't go the more commercial, because if you go the more commercial, you're going to go, like, head on the door, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, or oh. Disintegration, yeah, which are all, all great albums. All. I, I love them. But uh, to me, this album is where The Cure really found their sound. It's their second album, but there were some lineup changes. and uh, But I think this laid the template for what they would become. And... Uh, you know, I was even thinking about this as I'm getting ready to do the notes for the album. I was like, "Fuck, should I put? Should I should have picked Faith? You know, I'm like, do I like Faith more? Do I like 17 Seconds more? And they're both so awesome, uh, you know, and definitely like a, you know, you know, show that time and place of where they came from, but yet are timeless. Uh, still, is very important to me. Like I love when you can hear something like. You know, like, okay, you know when this came out, but yet it still sounds just as fresh. Right. You know, you know it, it's like, uh, you know, hey, I love fucking Robert Palmer, you know, but what I mean, addicted to love, I'm like, 86. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, robot drums, you know, and no matter what, it sounds like 86. I can hear these albums. And I'm like, I know it's early 80s, but there's just something that, that's still about it you know it, yeah it, yeah this it, album and, and, I, and i have to be honest i had never listened to this album until you said this is the uh, this is what you wanted to do i had never right. heard it the earliest i had heard was uh pornography right and uh i'll, I'll save it obviously for the review um, i do know or i did know uh, one song from this album, and I'm, and I'm oh, sure you know what that oh, song is. Yeah, of course. Yes. But I was like blown away. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Because the first time I heard that song was on the Mixed Up album, which I'm also a huge fan of. I yeah. was absolutely blown away by this record. So I am so happy you chose it. But uh, I gotta know because I'll get into how I discovered them because. We obviously did it on on, on, on y'all's show. I got to say y'all's because I don't want to hurt Ralph's feelings. Um, Sid, uh, your history with The Cure. What do you know about The Cure? Uh, picked up on The Cure probably about around, I want to say 1989, 1990, during the MTV era. I would probably All say... All right, Sid, thanks. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark, man. I'm I'm kidding. I love you. I'm happy to hear you talk. No, I, I was. Trial. Out, 
picking on Mountain Man there with the damn child. But no, I, I picked Shut up, up. Uh, 8990, pretty much MTB era. Uh, what is it? Friday, I'm in love, and all those other MTV oh, songs. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't. Unfortunately, when this album came out, I was still sucking on my mom's tit. So, yeah, 1980, I was probably. Hey, that makes two of us. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was. Five I'm, just saying. Much, I'm just saying. I'm sure, you know, how, how the milk tastes. <laughs> but no, I, I, spicy. I, I unfortunately. <laughs> I Puerto Rican milk, you know, they got some flavor in there. <laughs> I, I picked up. On, right. I would say I picked up on the cure, the wrong end of the cure, if you know what I mean. Kind of. I know. I totally get that. Totally <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Makes down. perfect sense to me. Yeah, the worn down version, I guess, of the cure. So. Right. Right. Th- no, no, like, I, I get that. Like, if somebody, eh, not, not to cut you off, brother, but like, if somebody, like, if your first ex- uh, exposure to the cure is Friday on Love. Like I totally get why you can hate on the Cure. Yes. You know, like, ooh, I, you know, I love the Cure. I hate that fucking song with a passion. And in fact, and in fact, I hated it so bad that I never bought that album. And I've only recently gone back and gave it a fucking second chance because that song was so horrible and poppy and fake to me. Right. And the uh, rest it, of the album isn't bad. Oh, it's oh my god! Open the the, the title the, the first track is now one of my favorite Cure songs of all fucking time. Nice of all time. But I, I at that time I wouldn't give this song a chance because the first one I heard was Friday in Love. I'm like, oh fuck this shit! I'm gonna listen to Pantera. Go fuck yourself. Eat a dick. That's right, liberal fuck. Mountain Man, it's not your turn. Okay, hold on. <laughs> God damn it, Mountain Man, calm down. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Sid, I'm sorry that you got into the cure with um, yeah, fucking Friday I'm in Love on MTV. I'm happy that you got a chance to listen to this, and I can't wait to, to, to hear what you have to say. Uh, as I was saying, I was not familiar with this album. The furthest back I'm aware of, was pornography, and uh, as, as I said on Rock and Metal when I guessed it there for this great album that I paid a hundred dollars just to fucking do to make Ralph fucking yeah, squirm. <laughs> I um, I I got into them around uh, disintegration, and um, it actually wasn't love song, and it wasn't pictures of you, but it was fascination. Oh, t- see, fascination. Is, uh, don't mean to cut you off. But I knew of The Cure before then. Like I said, through through this girl, I've heard the songs. Sure. But, oh, my God, I'll never forget when I saw the world, like, premiere on MTV of Fascinate, Fascination Street. And it was for a movie called Lost Angels starring uh, Ad-Rock from the Beastie Boys. Damn, never even heard of it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it like... Went straight to fucking uh, VHS. That's how old I was. <laughs> but uh, but but no, the original video had a little bit of that shit mixed in. But I saw that, and when I heard that fucking bass kick in for Fascination Street, that's when I was like, "Hey, that's that stuff Joe used to play." That I liked a few songs, but I was so far removed because I was all into metal. You know what I mean? Right. But when I heard Fascination Street, I was like, "Oh." 
fuck, it's done. And then my father, my father bought Disintegration because he heard Love Song and thought Love Song was an, was fucking amazing. It so is my, an amazing song. But well, I, well yeah, 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 it is. But my dad bought Love Song before I, I mean, he bought Disintegration before I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah, true story. Oh, that's awesome, because for but, me it was uh, Fascination Street and Lullaby. That whole oh, Spider-Man thing. Oh, that down, was the creepiest. Down, down, down. Oh, yes. I love it. And it was just the creepiest fucking lyrics I had heard, because at that point I hadn't heard King Diamond. Okay, and then King Diamond, it, it, that's a band or a man, depending on how you want to put it, that actually gave me nightmares actually got nightmares listening to her album falling asleep at night but that's because you know i was raised in the church and wasn't allowed to go to concerts and wasn't exposed to a lot of stuff so when i discovered king diamond them i was blown away absolutely blown away and then i bought abigail and that whole funeral part at the very beginning where you have that real evil sounding vocal you know it, I, I'm falling asleep at night listening to this album because I had to do it at night so that my uber-religious fucking Christian parents wouldn't hear what I was listening to because I'm out there trying to discover everything I could at the time. Abigail scared the fuck out of me. It's the only record I have ever listened to that gave me nightmares. Falling asleep listening to. Lullaby kind of reminded me of that. It was such a creepy fucking song that I instantly fell in love with The Cure. And then, of course, I just kind of went back. You know, you have to go back and discover. I never got as far as this, and I'm so glad you suggested it because I think it's, well, you know what? Fuck that. Let's get right into well, it. Well, you know what? Uh, this is Mountain Man, and I felt the same way when I heard Elvira by Alabama. I was like, what's this shit? <laughs> Elvira. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the Oak Ridge. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that's the Oak Ridge boys, Giddy man. Giddy up. Pound <laughs> puppy Skittles, Snickers, and cotton candy. <laughs> oh, bop a bell, bell. Giddy up. <laughs> that's fucking beautiful. Okay, the first track. Who wants to take it? I'll mm. take the first track. Yep. Absolutely, guest. Wadzilla, Iwadli, uh, uh, a reflection.
the first track, A Reflection. Uh, I think it is a great way uh, to introduce the album because it's very, uh, it, it, it's a somber, short piece of, uh, of, of music, but, but what a great way to sum up the darkness that you're about to hear. Um, you know, it's no, uh, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say. I mean, I mean there, there's like a lot of instrumentals that are songs on their own. This isn't one of those Right. But it's one of those that is a great introduction. Like it sets up the theme of what you're gonna want to, what you're gonna hear on this album. Maybe not what you wanna, but what you're gonna. And uh, you know, I'll get to that later in the album. I, I think this whole album has a certain feel to it. But this is a great way to say, hey, if you don't like this, you know, the other 34 minutes are really gonna piss you off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but 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 I dig it, and I think it's very effective uh, to start it off. You know, I, th- I think it's it's important, even though it's not what you would technically consider a song, and it's not like that adventurous. It just creates a mood, uh, you know, and creates a scenery that you're about to enter. What do you think, DJ Sato? Well, me personally, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree. I'm I'm just sitting here listening to you, and I'm like, damn, that, my notes are gonna sound just about as the same as yours, brother. Uh, the way I took it, that you know, the song opens up peacefully. To me, it feels like it's like it's almost like inviting you to like this dark carnival yeah. type parade style of beat. There's no vocals to the track whatsoever in this two minutes. There's no vocals, but the song is so invitingly inviting that you just kind of it kind of just like lures you in and like you bite the fucking bait because the next 34 minutes after that man i like i said we'll get into it the further along we get but uh great great instrumental uh introduction bushy what do you think brother bad yeah well you guys kind of hit it on the head yeah this 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 is an instrumental this is just gonna be a love fest i can see this happening already um mm-hmm. But but I find it to be uh, I don't inviting's not the word. To me, it's haunting. It's a very haunting track, yet it's still very moving to you. And yeah, you know, it's it's mostly piano, but it's still brilliant. And I love you know as, as you get into the end of that song. There's only two minutes and twelve seconds long. There's almost that whining sound that kind of drowns out as you get to the end of the uh, uh, end of the track. It's yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right. Uh, both uh, Sin and Ian. If you don't like this, you ain't gonna like this album. Yeah, no. I, I ah. think it's absolutely. A, it, it's a great track. Um, I prefer it to the other instrumental. <laughs> And we'll get to that later. Uh, play for today, Sid. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Mountain Man wants to talk about this song. Oh, Mountain Man. Uh, this this this, this song's terrible. Uh, makes me want to hear Randy Travis digging up bones. Cause listening to this shit makes me want to die. <laughs> okay, Mountain Man. Thank you very much. All right. Goodbye. Damn, Mountain Man. Holy cow. Pound, pound puppy Skittles, cotton candy. And uh, Zach Nuts. 
<laughs> Pop puppy Skittles, cotton fucking candy. You know what? The Batman's gonna be Zagnus. pissed Zagnus. off because from Zagnus. now on, from now on, when he says Skitter Pop Meow Meow, I'm saying Pop puppy Skittles, cotton candy. <laughs> That's fucking oh, brilliant. So we move into uh, <laughs> the second track of the album.
play for today, Sid. All right. For this one, I didn't dub too much into the lyrics on this whole album review. I meant mostly mainly sound like I usually do when I do an album review, you know, for the show. Sure. Keep in mind, again, I was not even one years old when this album came out. So to know hey, hey, that... Hey. And and the rest of the world, you're only one year old. You don't get years till you hit two. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but she said it right. Um, if I look at it, uh, well, what bands were doing back in the day uh, at that time uh, at the '80s, uh, you had the disco era. You had a a mediocre, I, I I would say mediocre rock era. Like, you know, bands were trying to go certain ways with their music. I don't know if it was the industry executives that were trying to... Oh, it's always the executives that are trying to push music. Whatever. What I'm trying to say is this album right here, this song in particular, played for today, it's kind of like something that's totally different. Upbeat, catchy tune, but yet you can still hear that dark sound of the bass being played in the background. Love this track, dude. Just simply love it, man. Oh, you know, you know what? That's funny because I say, uh, and it, you know, musically very upbeat. Can't agree with you anymore. It almost, uh, it almost has a new wave feel, you know, to me. It's not overproduced or over layered. It's very in your face. I love that chorus effect on the guitars, which is kind of a staple with Robert Smith. He loves his chorus pedal. The vocals are just dead on. And I like how lyrically he just kind of saying, I don't care what you say. Hell, I expect it from you. You know, it's it's a, I, I would do what I do. Fuck you. I don't care what you say. I, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant song. I couldn't agree more. Wadzilla. Uh, fuck Wadzilla. Goddamn Mount Man want to talk. All right, oh, Mount. shit. Well, let's hear from the Mount Man then. All right. I can't stand this shit. This shit sucks. This is gayer than fucking uh, uh, boy George sucking a dick flavored lollipop. Not a fan. What do you think, Wadzilla? <laughs> All right. Well, I think it is a uh, cold, stark, and dark, yet almost upbeat song. Uh, at least for the cure. Uh, y- you know, this, this is something white girls could dance to, but badly. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just, when I hear this, it has that beat. Like, I see white girls trying to dance and like, you're like, yeah, sure. When do your parents leave? You know, uh, <laughs> you know, you right, I, I shouldn't leave? say that be, be, because, you know, girls will listen to the cure. It's like, when does your mom leave? Because there is no dad. <laughs> you know, God um, damn, Jesus. Hey, come on, we're keeping it real here. This is the plug. We keep it real here on the plug. Nothing's off limits at the plug. Yes, yes. Uh, just ask Mountain Man. What? What'd you say, you faggot? Uh, never mind, Mountain Man. Um, <laughs> oh my God, uh, I thought the Mountain Man was going to lose us listeners for uh, his his uh, 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 poorly executed. Mentally handicapped, because um, I, I don't want to be politically incorrect, <laughs> but holy shit. <laughs> Mount Man just told me, he, he goes, payday everlasting, gobber stop, I, I don't like Jews. 
Um, um, but my notes for this song are uh, cold, stark, and dark, yet almost upbeat for the cure. Uh, like I said, white girls could dance to this. Uh, I, I, I love this song, and it, it kind of sets a tone for the album. I, I think the opening track also set a tone, but it's like one of those things. It's like it's a it's a downbeat album, and I'm sure like if I knew the lyrics, it would probably be even more of a downer. But it's one of those when I hear uh, Robert Smith's voice, it's almost like Jim Morrison. I love, I love the fucking Doors. Thank you, thank you, know, you. Ian. Jim, thank you, Jim Morrison was a fucking poet poet what the fuck he said i have no fucking idea all sounds like fucking gibberish to me but that motherfucker's voice was so good oh my god he'd be like yabba dabba do dabba red solo cup not a fan of brown people i don't know uh <laughs> this is the end you know and i'd be like yes yes this is awesome you know and, Robert, amazing, Smith, amazing. and Robert, I, Robert Smith has that kind of vocal. It's like a... Uh, uh, it's that I, baritone. I, I, There's I, something I, about that baritone it, when it, it is, the right way. It, it, it's kind of pouty. Like, like, like you listen to Smashing Pumpkins, and, and you know, Smashing Pumpkins is a band like I, I love hate. But he I, has a, I, I hate hate. He has a very, like, whiny type of voice. Uh, Robert Smith had, uh, on a lot of songs has a very pouty sound of voice, but it works. It serves the song, and I love it. And that's how how this one is. It's it's like one of those. It's like, like I said, I can see white girls from Minnesota dancing at the Twin City Mall, you know, to this song, uh, even though it's not a dance song, but it it's it's very dark, stark. And depressing at the same time, but I think I think it's great, and it, it invokes a mood, and th- and that's what I love is this is an album when I put it on the record player. I don't I don't have to be depressed. I don't have to be wham. But this is one of those like if it's a if it's a rainy day, if it's an overcast day, I put this on the record player, and you hear this dark tone. It's like, ooh, this just kind of sets the mood. I love it. Big fan of play for today. What do you think of the next song, Bushy? That is secrets. Oh, secrets.
I love that opening bass line. It, uh, it almost sounds like the opening instrumental track. It, it almost mirrors it. Um, again, there's not a lot of you know, over-instrumentalization. This is very straightforward and to the point. Um, I, I'm not sure lyrically about this song. It's only got two verses. First verse, he's talking about talking to a woman uh, all night long. Second, seeing her out and about, but not with her. But I like it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't think it's a favorite. But I do really admire how it almost mirrors that opening track of reflection. I think that's really, really well done. Ian? I'm a, I'm a very left-minded person. I'm very artistic. Oh, I meant autistic. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not Come on, Sid. You ain't getting these jokes. Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm just staying really quiet. Like I yeah, said, I'm yeah, enjoying yeah. this, man. I'm not smart, just nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, similar to the first song, um, it, but it shows like this album has uh, a certain feeling to it. You know, it's not like every song sounds the same, but in a way it does. But not like in a bad way, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's not like every song is a copy of a song, but there's a certain theme and there's a certain feeling uh to the song and that's what i love about this album is it has a feeling from the first song to the last song no matter what the topic is no matter what this is it's just you feel like you are listening to something that was written by a group of people at the same time they went in the studio and they did this and there's some you know it's it's coercive i'm probably pronouncing that wrong but you, you are know, it's cohesive cohesive there you go uh, you know what I mean? It's like one of those, it's, it's not like a blatant ripoff or repetitive, but at the same time, this album, when you listen to it, it has a feel that carries over from song after song. And, and I really love this one. And I had, what did I write to this? You, you didn't feel that it, how the, the, the baseline almost mirrors the opening track. You didn't feel that? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It, it's like, oh. it, it, it's very similar. But these songs have, there, there's something that separates them, but at the same time, yes, yes, there's a feeling that keeps them the same. Like there's, there's an over, there's, you know, there's a theme here and it's going, but there's enough difference between the songs to keep you interested. Yes. But, but at the same time, like, oh, okay, this is an album. You know, for these people who just download singles nowadays, might not understand that, but it it has a cohesive feel that I love. I like oh. the song. All right, uh, Sid, did you talk about uh, secrets? Nope, not uh, the way I look at it. Um, definitely different than the the white girls dancing on Play for the Day. This was more like a song for me. <laughs> It, it kind of like you see play for today. You know, Ian said it best. It kind you remember the white girls back in the '80s when you watched those quirky little comedy movies and they're sitting there trying to dance oh, and do the oh, fucking yeah. robot. It, it oh, looked like they were having a seizure. Right. Yes. Especially, I think I forgot what fucking Jason movie that was. I want to say it was Friday the Thirteenth. The one with the little bitch who had her headphones on and she's sitting there rocking. Uh, That's Fred, what that reminded Fred, me of. That's Fred 13, five, New Beginning. Yeah, Secrets to me. <laughs> Look at fucking Ian. He's all over it. Right. Uh, I know, I know Secrets 
Secrets to me is kind of like the song. It's very dark, but yet it's not dark like a kill yourself dark. It's kind of like a dark, leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to sit on a porch and smoke a fat ass bowl to and watch the sunset type dark. That's just, it's fucking, it, it's creepy in its own way, but not creepy like, like dark, man. It just has a different, unique sound way away from Play Today, man. Like I said, Play Today had more like a upbeat tune to it and secrets is more like the introduction of the song was more dark so me i personally like that i thought play for the day was more like a what do we call those bushy the filling for the for the album type songs filler no no way play for today is filler no i'm saying versus style basically is what i'm saying because like secrets is more dark and like i said play for the day was more upbeat Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? But it, like the whole pendulum fucking swung with Secrets, man. I think it was a fantastic song, my opinion. I don't know about Mountain Man's, though. Mount, Mountain Man says this shit makes fucking Hank Williams Jr. Uh, sound like Hank Williams III. This shit's terrible. I hate this shit. <laughs> Bunch of boys God kissing. God damn it, Mountain Man. I love me some Bocephus. Bunch of goddamn boys kissing boys. Goddamn Caitlyn Jenner shit. Not a fan. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh, hey, and, and by the way, um, in case you didn't know, because you know our five listeners might not be that smart, Mountain Man's being played by Mountain Man. <laughs> All right, in your house, I'm pretty sure this is Wadzilla's turn.
well, I'm, I'm going to go make another drink. And I suggest you all do the same. I got to make a patch. I'll be right back. All right. All right. Couldn't even wait till the end of the side. As with all songs, a very creepy, uh, yet basic and effective bass line. That's what I love on this one. It's, uh, it's one of those things, again, like on a first listen, but like, oh, every song sounds the same, but, um, but without being repetitive, I mean, it kind of gives the album a cohesive sound uh, that is very dark yet enthralling. Uh, I'm a huge fan of this song, even though I have no idea what it's about. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, seriously, I have no idea. Like the lyrics on this, I have no idea. And even though I have, I have the vinyl on 100 gram comes with the lyrics and all this shit. I don't read that shit. I just listen to the song. I was like, mm. it's got a good beat. White girls could dance to it. Big fan. I love In Your House. What do you think, DJ Sato? Me, I like this. Uh, uh, me, personally, the song describes itself in your house. That's if you listen to it on vinyl like yourself. But me, I'm fortunate to listen to it on my headphones via Spotify. Uh, it's in your face type, uh, dark, creepy Groovy, I love this. What was that synthesizer drums that they use in the beginning of the song? Yeah, it's a absolutely love that. Yeah, I love that fucking drum uh, <laughs> beat there. You can definitely tell it's not one of those death metal guys sitting on it because God only knows I hate Cookie Monster music too. But um, I definitely love it. I love what the band's doing so far with the album uh, and how they're just taking it into that dark, creepy dimension type of just music right there, man. It's it's undis. Me personally, I can't find the word to describe it. Maybe I will hear it as we go through the review, but I just love how it's <laughs> definitely fucking You better unique. open up your thesaurus. Yeah. But, Bushy, what do you think, brother? Well, you guys are both right. and uh, uh, We're going to have to get the Mountain Man's input because we have such a love fest for this album. But, uh, but I love that intro. I love that simplistic, dark music. I love how it's sung. And like Wadzilla said, I have no fucking idea <laughs> what the fuck Robert Smith is talking about. <laughs> it's it's a great song, but this is one of those songs where well, you have well, to well, just... I may tell you, I have no idea what this faggot's talking about, but it ain't nothing like goddamn Wichita Lyman, Glenn Campbell talking about, you know what, you're working hard all day and your <laughs> bitch are paying the ass. I mean, I get Wichita Lyman. I don't know what the fuck this fucking faggot shit is about. Thank you. <laughs> Very little. Trial. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be our most offensive episode ever, and I love it. Right. Um, oh, man, it's all about Snickers, what you would call it, uh goddamn garbage mail kids, and uh government cheese. Oh my god. Yes, <laughs> and a meow bark bars. meow, yes. Meow meow. How you like me now? <laughs> oh my Digging god! Up bones. Oh man! Oh. Uh, I so wish Mountain Man was here because this. <laughs> this would be. Oh man! I can't wait, dude! I cannot wait. This fucking guy. Three. I believe that's what you said.
Uh, three. I'm gonna. Oh man, this right here. I, I'm gonna just say songs like this, man, where it's almost, I say almost instrumental because you have to really crank up the volume to hear Robert Smith whispering in the very background of this track. But man, what just that creepy feel? The song's creepy itself, instrumentally. But to hear Robert as low as he is talking or singing, man, it's just, oh, man, I, I cannot express how fucking great of a track this is. For the little two minutes and 30 seconds plus that it is, three has got to be one of my top three favorite songs on here, man, just because of that creepiness. What do you wow. think, Ian? Uh, 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 three. Uh, reminds me of three motherfuckers I want to kill. DJ Cito, Wadzilla, and goddamn Nate Atchison. Fucking kill all three of you motherfuckers for making me listen to this fucking homo shit. <laughs> what do you think, Wadzilla? Uh, I think it's a pretty good track. Um, I love this shit. Uh, it's got a great feel to it. Uh, to me, this is like a... a uh, almost a perfect soundtrack to a horror movie. It almost has like that Halloween vibe. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it's not as like instantly classic as John Carpenter's Halloween theme, but it it kind of evokes that same feeling. It's like, you know, it's it's not a lyrical song, so <laughs> that's you, for fucking sure. You, you don't you don't have that investment, but you do have. You know, it, it gives you a feeling regardless. And to me, it's a feeling of, like, doom or horror. You know, there's, like, just something creepy. And, and, and again, that's why I, I can't stress enough that this is, this is one of those things that you should buy on vinyl and listen to on a good stereo system on a fucking, like, dark or doomy day because it just fits that motif. What the fuck's about team? Shut the fuck up, Mountain Man. Uh, you <laughs> don't know, use uh, don't use them big words around the mountain, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I don't like sharing a uh, fucking uh, water fountain with any of you motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shut up, Mountain Man. Uh, but no, th this just has it, it has that like creepy, eerie feeling, and is a great way to to. And side one, if you are listening to this on vinyl, you know, it's like it starts out with a reflection that is dark, you know, mysterious, no lyrics. And then and then the side ends that same way, even though there's a little bit of background vocals on this, you know, a little bit of talk and have no idea what they're saying. It's probably like Hillary killed all them motherfuckers in Benghazi. Uh, I don't know. It could say that. I don't know. Um, but uh, Robert Smith knew it years ago. Exactly. Exactly. He knew it before we all did. Her name's Killery. Um, but uh, it, it just it, it evokes a feeling, and I think that's what's great about it. <laughs> Is it makes it like art. Like the album starts out, you know, with with, with a dark tone and the. And the first side ends with a dark tone, and I think it's perfect. What do you think, uh, Nate? Hey, you know what? Uh, when when we reviewed pornography, Ralph kept saying artsy fartsy, but you know what? He's half-ass right. Uh, 
because it is very artsy. It's not traditional sounding music. Um, my, my notes say, well, it's only four lines in this song. And I believe it's about a three-year-old being scolded. That's that's the feel I get from it as far as those four lines go. Musically, it's very, very odd. You know, at the beginning when it opens up, then you get those synth pop drums. You know, those come in. And and I, I think that's cool. I love synth pop drums. I don't give a shit. But those guitars, bass, and keys, those, those get even more weird. It's so out there. I can't help but love this song. I, I think, uh, as you guys said, it's a great way to end side one. It's so fucking out there that it's just, it's absolutely perfect. Who the fuck writes four lines and makes a song? Nobody but The Cure. I don't even think Pink Floyd did that. They did some weird shit. What do you think about it, man? I think this shit makes Justin Boy sound like goddamn fucking uh, Slayer altar sacrifice. I like the, <laughs> I like The Cure. Elder is a faggoty ass fucking kiss album. Paul Stanley is a pet fucking penis whistler. That's all I got. <laughs> Damn. God damn, not, man. I thought you liked Kiss. What the fuck? Right. No, I was sitting here eating a Snickers with a payday shoved up my ass. Not a fan of Latinos. <laughs> oh, man. And on that note, we're going to flip this motherfucker over. And Ian, the final sound. The final sound. What a weird fucking song this is. And uh, I, I can't believe this even made the fucking album. Uh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if you look into the history of the album, uh, this shit was recorded over seven days on a very small budget. And originally, they had this planned out. This was going to be a much uh, longer song. But while they were recording it, the tape cut off, and they just simply didn't have the money uh, to do the song as they wanted to. Uh, but oh, wow, my, I didn't know that. They just yeah. said, fuck it, let's go. Well, I mean, if you, if you listen to it, if you listen how it abruptly ends, yes, and then it goes into a forest, you're like, whoa, what the... That didn't even sound right. You know, it sounded like... You know, your cousin Cletus made you a fucking cassette tape before he went to jail for kissing his fucking cousin. You know, right, it, right. it's like, oh, what the fuck happened here? 
but that's what happened. They, they, they planned a much longer song. I have no idea if it was supposed to be an instrumental or it was supposed to be a full, you know, like a, a regular song. But I just know, like, due to complications during the recording sessions, it is what it is. But my thing is, as bad as it ends, why is it even on the fucking album? I mean, I, I like what it's doing, and I think it could have went somewhere cool. But what you're left with was kind of like a, the fuck is this shit? You know? Right, right. It's kind of like you're almost there, the bitch stops sucking at it. You, you know, know or... or, or or as Mountain Man would say, that's why we make it so hard to vote. You know? Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, hey, hey, Mountain Man. Hey, um, that's what you get for not being here with the great Wadzilla. You got to know when to roll them. Know when, no when to hold them. Know when, no when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count, count your money. money. When you sit sitting at the table, there'll be time, time enough to count them when the dealing's done. Exactly. Look at it. That was Wadzilla and Bushy harmonizing on the great Kenny Rogers. That's Thank right. You. And we still sound better than Kenny Rogers. And our faces <laughs> look better than Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yes. Well, dude. Dude. Okay. Let's go off topic. What the fuck? <laughs> Have you seen that motherfucker? Oh Put my the god! Needle down. Oh my god! That that, that shit's so horrible. And then I saw a thing he did the other day, where uh, he he came out with Dolly, and and did Islands in the Stream. Love and, that song, by the way. Uh, love it, love it, love it. Great song, written by you may not know this Barry. Barry Gibb, Gibb the Bee Gees. Yes. Barry, okay, you do know. Okay. Oh oh, buddy, so, the Bee Gees are my shit. So Dolly Parton still sounded amazing. Sounded like Dolly Parton. Fuck yeah, it. she's great. Fucking Kenny Rogers came out there like. <laughs> is is he the Paul Stanley of the country world? Yeah, but gayer. You know. <laughs> no, no, stop that. No way he's gayer. Okay, okay, that's Rascal Flats. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> either way, they all suck dick. You know, you know who really oh. sucks dick. Uh, you know, uh, th- there's two guys. There's two guys in country who really suck dick. That's Trace Atkins and Toby Keith. Oh, I I love Toby Keith, but I'm with you on Trace Atkins. No, I love you. Know, you know why I love Kobe Toby Keith? Because there's no why? teeth. There's no teeth. I mean, that guy just like, uh, uh, I mean, just, mm. <laughs> you. But you know he's a Democrat, right? Yeah, I know. That's why he works harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking love me yeah, some yeah. Wadzilla. Yeah, Toby yeah. Keith is a Democrat. Like, I'm, a, I'm like the re-elect fucking George Bush Jr. Uh, fucking chairman. Jesus Christ, Toby Keith, that mother! <laughs> oh my God! Oh my hey, God! Hey, I, I will he, take he, Red he, Solo he makes, Cup over honky tonk, but donk a donk any day. Oh, Toby Keith makes fucking Ted Nugent like a look like a pedophile. Oh wait a minute, Ted Nugent is a pedophile. <laughs> wow! Never mind. I'm totally off base here. All right, 
Okay, I talked about final sound. Final sound. Uh, DJ Sato, what do you think about the final sound? Well, I didn't take much notes on this one, considering the length of the song. I uh, I simply say, this is something you can put partly on a loudspeaker and play it while kids are trick-or-treating, basically. Very creepy, and I thought it was just me, but I'm glad you pointed that out and it gave us an ex- explanation on how that track just abruptly so ends. I mean, we're talking abruptly, like, you can literally hear, like, Somebody just said, oh, fuck, we're not even supposed to be recording this type sound in the, at the very end of the song. But it, it's creepy because I've never heard it on an album like that. I've never. And this, I'm listening to the remastered version, and you can still hear it like if it was not supposed to be there type. Oh, thing. yeah. No, yeah. no. And I, I, same thing. I have that, you know, but it's just so abrupt and so like, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like uh, it, I don't know. Fifty-two it, seconds is mm. right. Yeah, but but I mean, if you 50, hear it, it's it's one of those 52 things. Fifty-two like, seconds. It's, it's like your prom date. I'm not sure I want to do this. Right. You, you know, know, it's kind of kind of like it, that song. Like, do I belong here? Do I not fit yeah. in? Type. <laughs> I, I, the, the, you know, my old lady uh, said this song is like our sex life. She's like, it's very, it, it's very shitty, but at least it's quick. You know, wow. I was going to say my ex is long, but yeah, yeah. My exes have said the same shit before, too. Yeah. Oh, what do you think, Mountain Man, about the song? Mountain Man. Oh, 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 Mountain Man. No, Mountain Man here. This, this, this shit is like goddamn. Uh, uh, this is like it can break your heart, but without the mullet. Like, what the fuck? This is half ass. Uh, <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, man. oh Bushy's going to go on the record right now saying he likes Achy Breaky. I bet you do. <laughs> oh, God. The final sound. Yeah. 52 second instrumental. Creepy. Strange. I'm not sure if I like it or not. <laughs> And that's literally all I have written down. I, I, I don't know. It's it, it's so short that I I can't make an opinion. I well, that, that's the same thing your lady said about your dick. Whoa. I know it, but as long as she swallows it, I don't care. Yeah, luckily she's very shallow. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you motherfucker, you. <laughs> all right, DJ Sato, what do you think about a forest?
Uh, I'm sorry to say this, probably going to bless you bubbles, or maybe a supportive, but this, to me, quite possibly my favorite song on the album. Uh, you got full-on music here from the band as they've been doing the previous six tracks, but not only that, Robert Smith literally throws in vocals lengthy of the song. So basically, you're not hearing, you're hearing maybe about four and a half minutes worth of vocals versus the six minutes of music. You should listen to the remix. God damn this fucking song, dude. And the length of the song. I don't like, I'm not a huge fan of songs that are short. Like anything over five minutes is kind of like, all right, cool. You know, you're going to learn me into listening to see what you guys really created. Because to me, any band that can create a song five minutes in length, put in some serious work to making that song happen versus a punk band or a hardcore punk band only does a minute and 30 seconds. So the creativity for a forest, man, by far, man, the best track the band put together collectively as a unit one of my favorite track or one and the most favorite track i should say of forest but see you um mountain man uh, i don't even know the fucking order right now yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I, I, it, it sounds like a bunch of goddamn faggots sit there on a goddamn mountain fucking kissing whistles and uh goddamn uh <laughs> bunch of liberal bullshit Eating some goddamn cotton candy, uh, pound puppies, uh, Gardenfield kids. Meow 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 meow. Oh, oh my fucking god! Uh, well, that, that, that's an unpopular opinion, Mountain Man, because I think this is the epic trek. I- uh, track on the album. Oh my god, a forest. Um, to me, this is right there with the fucking cashmere, fucking uh, stargazer. Any, yes. Any any other song that you want to consider epic and amazing, that's what this song is. Just in a different genre, but it, it's one of those that is a genre defining song. Um, this to me is. Post punk, you know, uh, early goth rock at its finest. I mean, it just such an amazing fucking the bass rip, the flange on the guitar. Yes, you know what what what, what Robert Smith is saying. I mean, this is just fucking absolutely amazing. And uh, to to me, if it's somebody who's open minded and open eared. You don't have to like this type of music to understand, like, oh, damn, this is a good track. You know, and that's, you know, where it's kind of like, you know, when Nate picked Pornography as the album we were going to do uh, with Ralph, who admittedly hates The Cure. Uh, I can kind of get where, like, if you don't like The Cure, there's probably nothing on that you're going to like. But I think this is the type of track, even if you don't like The Cure, you know, this is going to be like, Oh, damn. Okay, Gosh. that that is a good fucking song. That That is something that, that transcends, you know, just a top 40 hit or a regular single. It's something that defines a genre and, and you know, signifies a whole era of music. 
And that's how I feel about a forest because I know a lot of people who hate the fucking cure but love a forest because it just has that kind of shit that can cross any genre, any type of music. It is that fucking song, the fucking bass, the simplicity of it. I love so much, you know, you know, be it the guitar, you know, you know, or even the bass. It's very simplistic, but yet in simplicity, it's so goddamn complex because if you don't know what you're doing right, it sounds like anybody could do it. But if you do it correctly, you know it's fucking perfection. And that's how I feel oh, about this song. All ab- yeah, I love all about, it. All, all about the timing. And um, I, I, I cannot disagree with either of you. Uh, I fucking love this song. The intro is just so cool. It's like eerie sounding. I love the drums and the bass. And and, and that's what's driving this song is the drums and the bass. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I love those lyrics. And, those and, and drums, you have to use that loosely because it, it is like robotic drums. But yeah, it's, it, it's the very but synth pop it, thing. It fits the song much better than Armageddon, you know? You know what? And I'm actually with you on that. And and I actually like that song too. But but he, he, you know, he, he's talking about how he's running into the forest trying to find a girl he hears calling to him. But then he finds himself lost. There's no girl there. I, I, I like this song on many levels. Musically, it's amazing. But lyrically, it's fucking brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant you know he finds himself lost no girl much as he does in life if you listen to the cure it's always about not having love which is hilarious because he's been with the same woman for fucking years right you know and you know this is just great stuff and, and the funny thing is i struggle with liking this version over the uh, mixed up version because the mixed up version was definitely more dance mix pop, and, you know, and it's what you heard first. Very true, very true. But you know, I I go back and listen to this, the rawness, the 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 heart. This there's a reason this song was the single on the album. There's a reason. There's a reason this song makes their greatest hits albums. There's a reason this made the mixed up album when they went to do all the remix, you know, right. you know stuff. Yeah, but this it, but it, it's it's one of those things. Tune. You know, you know, if I can cut you off, like absolutely. The, the first version I heard of "Walk This Way" was the Run DMC Aerosmith version, and I remember wow. the the first time I heard like the Aerosmith version, like, ugh, this is horrible. This is shitty, you know. Wow, really? I, I was the opposite. I heard the other one. And then yeah, one that, yeah. And I, had to, I had to warm up to that. Yeah, no, I was, I was the opposite. So a lot of times, it's like what you heard first and and what you attribute to uh, when you grew up in that special time. Because I'm a firm believer in there is a lot of shit. Like, especially, I mean, you know me. I love the cock rock. Because I, I grew up in the cock rock era. Yeah, well, so, we're so, the same age, so, so there, I get it. There's a lot of songs 
that I give a pass to. Because they may be a bad song, but when I hear them, they affect this. You know, I remember being 12. DJ Sato, what do you think about M? going to hate me for this one m to me i don't know if they dubbed it i'm not going to even mention their name but it's that little seattle grunge band from like 88 and stuff that made it a little bit too popular lost early singer 94 yeah this song actually has an about a girl feel uh with the guitar <laughs> rip up in the beginning of the opening <laughs> song i mean I, I, I hate you yeah i i didn't get into it too much um because it had that sound and i just want to say that I know if you look at it album-wise, who copied who, you got to say that them boys from Seattle definitely copied Robert Smith and The Cure with that guitar riff because it is very similar 
and sound there, but a great song. I, I can listen to it, just not one of my favorite ones out of the band, uh, out of the album. So. Why do you hate me for it? Yeah, like, why do you hate me? I, I did not get Nirvana out of this at all. Dude, it has, it has an about a girl feel. You will have to pay attention to about a girl to see why I got that guitar with I, I, I would have to listen to Nirvana and that that's not happen, exactly so. that won't happen you and I both know um for me it's one of the few guitar line driven songs uh and this one even has a one-line chorus not sure if it's about uh the fear of losing his girlfriend but that's how it feels to me lyrically I actually really really dig this song I think it's driving I, I don't think it's nearly as dark as anything else on the album. I could be wrong. I think it's great. But if you say it sounds like Nirvana, then this fucking song sucks. <laughs> I'm just saying. Godzilla. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying Kurt copied the guitar work, man. That's it. Oh, that's so fucking. I hate it. <laughs> Ian. Uh, I don't know what I feel. What do you feel about Mountain Man? Oh, fuck this song. Uh, I think it's about the fear of a black president, and uh, nobody should have health care. Fucking Mountain Man. We're seeing a son of Mountain Man that I never saw before. Has he been hiding this? He's been hiding this. I did not expect this to come out. This is ridiculous. Like I said, it's either that or he had a very, very shitty Southern Man better. Okay, uh, never mind. Um... Oh, uh, Southern man. That never mind your racism, Southern man, mountain man, fucking uh, Snickers, uh, fucking, uh, anyway. Uh, what song are we talking about, M? Yep, M. All right, well, let me refer to not, my... not the James Bond chick, the song. All right, let me refer to my notes. Uh, Look at that. I should get credit for that pop culture fucking James Bond reference. Come on! All right, here. Oh, I, I love him, I, and I love, I love. Uh, I, I wasn't a huge James Bond fan, so I'm like, yeah. Again, hard to call it upbeat, but for me, it's upbeat for the cure. Uh, I, I love this song, but it is kind of weird on the album because it, it is, uh, it, it's a dark subject matter, but it's, uh, I don't know. You could shake your ass to it, white people. I can dig it. What do you think about M, uh, Nate? I, I I already talked about it. Oh well, fuck you then. Yeah, no, uh, I oh okay, cause you got long hair and you're pretty. I'll take that. That's true. <laughs> I'll go ahead and take at night. <laughs> I like this one. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah.
spoiler, I like it too. I love the bass tone. That, that, that's such a cool little riff. And, and actually, I had to get a hold of one of my buddies, and it's one of your buddies, Ian, Vincent Cavagnot, uh, Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Vincenzo, yes, sir. Because so I was like, dude, is that a guitar or is that the fucking bass? Because that's amazing. But it's the bass is the lead instrument until we kind of get into the meat of the song. The guitar is subtle. The drums, subtle. And I, I love how weird it is. I have to know, though. Okay, I need your guys' opinion on this song. Is this about a fucking peeping Tom? I swear it is. Because he's out in the cold. She's asleep in bed and someone has to be there. I swear to God, this is a stalker fucking song. But I love it. That, uh, that uh, bass line, that electrified bass line is amazing. That sweet, clean fucking acoustic guitar with the goddamn chorus pedal is beautiful. Great tune. But I think there's some stalker shit going on. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about stalker shit, we got to go to fucking Mount Man. Mount Man's like, this shit about goddamn Killery and uh, everybody that died in Benghazi, you know, goddamn, <laughs> you know, at night, you know, because everybody in Benghazi got killed at night, you know, because if they would have made the dawn, that shit never would have happened in, in, in Chihuahua. <laughs> Thank you, Mountain Man. But what about Wazilla? Oh, I don't know. Let me look at my notes. Um, all right. Uh, we're talking about at night. Okay. Yes, uh, great dark vibe. And I love the riff on this one. Uh, Amazing. Again, it's one of those ones. It fits so good within this album. And I love that, that... There's this kind of symmetry that there's so many songs that sound alike, but without being repetitive, but it has an overall feeling. Uh, I love this one. And the guitar riff on this drives the song. I really, I'm really a big fan of At Night. Uh, yeah. And reg yeah. Register to Vote. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, Republican. But, um, <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> but no, at night, um, before we get to Sin and see what he thinks of this song, Ian, I think it might be the second best song after A Forest. Uh, the, man, that's a tough one, but if you say this, man, I can't, I, I can't argue with you because I love all the songs on this. Spoiler alert, there's, there's no song in here where like, Oh, that's a turd. Other than maybe, you know, uh, the final sound where I'm like, wow, how did this make it on there? Yeah. But every other song, I'm like, ooh, this is good. This is good. So, uh, man, wherever this place is on your, uh, you know, top ten list, I'm not going to bitch because to me it's all classic. So. Yeah, yeah, great, 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 great tune, and uh, I'm glad you're with me, and, and I agree, except for that one fucking 50-second bullshit. Sid. What's up? 
my opinion on this song. <laughs> you gonna laugh no, again? No, are, are you here, motherfucker? I am here. I've been listening, like I said, the entire time, man. I'm just, you know, minding my P's and Q's. I'm the brunt of the podcast, so I just keep my mouth shut. Don't want to hear no trial. Hey, Leslie Shay, sit there in Puerto Rico waiting for paper but, uh, No, my, I know, uh, right? This motherfucker been through a hurricane, but scared to talk. Yeah, Fuck no, my, uh, it's an absolutely great track. Uh, the reason I like it is I'm a Nine Inch Nail fan, and anything remotely sounds creepy, like really put in together, has that sound, and this really has that sound. And mind you, we're talking a decade before even Trent got noticed. This sound was coming out, and I, it's absolutely phenomenal track. Uh, between this and the fourth, uh, ranking as far as uh song like i would this this have to be a fucking tie between them two right there to be honest with you guys i can really tell because yes. like i said both songs are uh, fucking bad bad ass written musically lyrically um i don't know if it is about a pervert though i won't say dude check out the lyrics that's about yeah, a peeping top yeah peeping top <laughs> I, I won't say but uh you know we'll beep. <laughs> But it's definitely a very fucking creepy song, man. Very creepy song. Nice, nice. Yeah, great, too. Great, too. And we come to the end of Mm. this great album from 1980. The title track. And you know what? There's no way I could let anybody else take a title track. Other than the great Wadzilla, Ian Wadley, because we all know how much this guy loves title tracks. Well, I, 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 I love title tracks, but not as much as Mountain Man. And he, he, he's like, uh, uh, this, this is a payday, uh, goddamn uh, cotton candy, uh, <laughs> snicker fingers. Uh, ain't no way my kids are going to school with them kind of thing. Um, uh, and I, I respect that mountain man. Uh,
But um, my oh. my opinion on this song is like, holy fuck, uh, what a great way to end the album. Uh, yes. it, it has a great feeling. It's a way to uh, there's there's something a little bit different about this track that I love, but there's enough of the other songs that just holds everything together. And that's what I like about this. I know there's a lot of people who may listen to this album and say, just too much sounds the same. But but to you know, a fan that digs a little bit deeper, there's enough that's different, but there's enough that keeps it a cohesive album. And that's what in this day and age I miss so much where People buy singles and they do this and that. This is an album that has. Oh, you know what? I know you're not a God fearing man, and you know what? Really, frankly, I'm not either. But fucking preach, brother. Yes. Uh, th- there, there is something about this album that has an overall feel to it. Uh, there, there are. There's a lot of songs that sound the same, but. There's a little bit of difference, but there's there's so much that like keeps it together where you feel like it's one story, you know, where it just reaches out to you. And and again, I I, I can't stress enough to anybody who's listening to this, and hopefully yeah, there's and only ho- two or three. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully to those three that you put in the music in the background to where they check it out, but. Oh, I, I do even better. Okay, awesome. Uh, awesome. When we introduce a song, they're going to hear the whole song. Okay, awesome. But this is one of those where, like, I, I, I stress to you, buy this on vinyl. Because uh, it, yes. just, it just, not only because I think vinyl is the best format, but this album in particular, I think, lends itself. Because it's very, it's bass heavy, it's dark, it's, it's atmospheric. And it's one of those things, like I said, you know, throughout the the review, you put it on on a dark day or, you know, or a cloudy day or a rainy day or a cold day or whatever, where it's just you, you know, your fucking old lady ain't there or whatever, you know, it's just you. You don't have to be fucking depressed to listen to this shit. Right. You don't have to be depressed to appreciate it. But it's one of those things that evokes a mood, a certain, like, tone where you're like, Oh, yeah, I feel that. You know, it's like one of the. I love Black Sabbath. I'm not one of those like, the world is horrible. But I still love Black Sabbath. And it talks about yes. dark shit. To me, The Cure is no different than that. It's just, it's a different genre of music. It's different a different kind of sound. Yeah, it, it's a different vibe. But to me, it's just as vinyl. Uh, or vinyl. Uh, vital. Uh, <laughs> Because I would put The Cure right up there with Black Sabbath. And I know that sounds sacrilegious to some people, but to me, it's like they are the epitome of what they do. And they've started something that has been, you know, duplicated, you know, all this shit, all, you know. But these are the originators, and it's good shit. It's good music, you know. You don't have to be depressed or whatever. It's just some like, mm. You get that feeling, and I can't. Yes. I I can't think of a motherfucker that's more happy no matter what than you, Bushy. You know, like you are. Uh, you know, like uh, 
yeah, I'm a Republican, you know, but I still, you know, love people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those, it, it, it's, it's one of those things like you are not a dark, depressive guy, but no, you, <laughs> but you can appreciate music that's from a different genre that that is dark and not only lyrically but tone wise and everything and musically but you get something out of that and that's why i think there's a there's a lot of other people out there who like you know you know don't worry about what your friends say give this album a chance see what you think because i think there's a good chance you will like it uh i because i i really do i think it's good music and it's different and i love having different music to listen to and you know find find music that suits your mode don't be locked into like oh i only listen to this or i only listen to that you know true true story because you're you're cutting yourself so fucking short because there's so much other stuff out there that can suit you like someday you're gonna have this i just want to hear slayer and i get that and i love those days because i fucking love slayer you know yes and there's other days that you know what I want to hear a fucking goddamn fucking culture club. Don't limit yourself. Ex- I am with you. I have my days. I want to hear Ice Ice Baby. Yes. Expand your mind. Do whatever. You know, as long as it's not Sammy Hagar, you're going to go to heaven. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. Come on. You can't come on my show and bash Sammy. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I, and that's why I love you. <laughs> uh, DJ uh, Cousin Fucker. I mean, uh, Mountain Man. Uh, thank you, DJ Sato. Uh, thank, thank you. you oh, fucking thank you, DJ Bushy, for having me on the show. It was an honor that you would let me come on here and discuss this. And uh, and I hope more people listen to the show. And by more people, I mean one other person. Yes, yes. Uh, if we get one more, we're good. Uh, at no, least a half of one of them. No, right? but, but, hey, but seriously. Hey, you know the rest of us haven't talked about this song, right? Because you're ready to go, and we haven't finished this up well, yet. Well, the, the funny thing is, uh, he, he closed it out perfectly, man. Because literally, oh. all I'm going to say is, is the song is too, too short for me to get into. Great song, though, but I, I can get into it, like, oh. really get into it. That's all I'm going to say on it. So, oh. Lucy, you can go really? ahead, brother. This, this is a four-minute long song, man. I I, I, I love those clean guitars with that sexy chorus pedal. Right away, I, I that was my favorite thing was playing through a chorus pedal back in the you know early nineties. Uh, I love the simple bass line. I love the simple drums. Um, I can't figure out the meaning. Uh, did he not act on his love for a woman? Because that always seems to be a Robert Smith thing. I'm just not sure. And like Ian was saying, it's not a killer song. It's not a bad song. It's just a perfect way to end this album. Oh, yeah. Ian, I'm not going to let you off that easy because Uh-oh. this is how we do things at the plug, okay? <laughs> we we just spoke about uh, uh, The Cure, 1980, 17 seconds, their second album. Yes, sir. But before we get out of here, I have some questions, sir. All right. First of all, anything to promote? Uh, that is a uh, Wadzilla world, and uh, I, I play all kinds of different stuff. I play everything from heavy metal to classic rock to funk to punk to uh, whatever. It is basically the jukebox uh, that is in my head. 
and I try to keep it spontaneous by even people who join in the uh, you know the Facebook page and on the chat room. You can request a band or artist, but I pick the song because I, I got to keep it spontaneous. In this day and age, we all know because we all do radio shows. It's, it, it's, it's very hard nowadays compared to what it used to be, uh, you know, because you had to rely on your DJ. Now, like, you can hear whatever song you want to hear whenever. You can go on YouTube. You can do whatever and like, oh, I want to hear this song right now. You can hear it. But the challenge is to be an exciting DJ that excites your audience. Uh, that yeah. says, hey, you may not know this song, but I'm going to play this for you. Or I'm going to try to do that. Like, you might have, okay, this guy asked for this song. And you may not like that band, but I'm going to play a song that I think you're going to like. Whether you like that band or not, you know. Right. So I think it takes the power back to the DJ and it challenges the DJ to be a stronger DJ, to be a, a better fan of music, uh, you, you know, to have a better grasp on not only one genre, but many genres of music. And, uh, the, and, and that's what I do. And I do it. I do it for free. I do it because I love it. I do it because I love music. Well, they can find me on sound4radio.com. If you're having problems with that, you can go on uh, TuneIn Radio. And while I'm on air, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Time, you can hear me no matter where you're at and enjoy it. Get in the chat room. Let me know what you want to hear. Absolutely. Check them out. Wadzilla, soundforiaradio.com, 10 a.m. Central Time, which is 11 Eastern on Saturdays. Check that shit out. Sin, anything to promote? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, your local guitar center store or musical instrument places this uh, coming up holiday season. If you guys have children or know of neighbors, loved ones with children... Quit buying them a fucking iPad, iPhone, fucking any type of electronical device. Go out to your local music store, get them hooked up on a guitar, a saxophone, a microphone, and uh, just go out there and introduce them to the world and show them that there are other things besides sitting on their ass and doing uh, shit electronically this season. So me to promote music, man. Music, music, music. Get kids into it. I know I'll be getting my daughter a guitar for her birthday this year. Nice, nice. And I'm going to promote the 1980 film Flash Gordon. Yes, I know that's way off the mark of what we're talking about. One of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, my God. Sam Jones' Flash Gordon. Fucking Melody Anderson as Dale Arden. I I tell you what, Max von Sydow as... Blind, blind on a rocket cycle? It's an amazing film. I have the Blu-ray. You can pick it up at Walmart for like five fucking bucks on Blu-ray. There's so many great special features on there. Check it out. Cult classic. Great film. So much fun. Based on the old comic and in the serial movies from like the 30s. It's a lot of fun. Science fiction the way science fiction is supposed to be done. All right. Now, this is how we end the plug. Ian Wadley. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I think uh, The Cure, 17 Seconds, is a fine album that uh, 
a lot of people get into, regardless of what genre of music you're into. Outstanding, outstanding. Sid, final thoughts? Uh, I just want to say it was an honor and privilege, Ian, having you on, brother. I wanted to do this for as long as possible. When Bushy told me he had you coming, I was like, I don't care what album we do. I was just. Oh, he had me coming, all right. That's for damn Uh, (laughs) thing. Oh, yeah. I stroke it good. But no, man, it was an honor and privilege working with you, brother. Thank you for your time, for coming and checking us out. Uh, I'm not going to promote. My shit, my radio shit. No, you guys know where to find me on fucking Facebook. You guys right know where I am every Saturday, Sunday morning at 1 a.m. DJ Sado on that metal station. Check it yep. out. Yeah, come check me out if you want. Uh, it'll be a version four night, version 4.0 as I make my debut return back from hey, can, being can, in the Dunes Corner. <laughs> I guess you would can, call it, but. Can I, can I make a request for tonight? You sure can, brother. All right. Uh, let me think here. Let, let, let me let me grab my magical twisting pen out here real quick. All right. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, uh, no, I, I I know I know you play a lot of different shit, so I have a request. I think you could play. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can you play Static X with Wisconsin Death Trip? Yeah, you want something off of that? You want that song there? No, that 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 song, the title track. I love God, that song. Brother, got you, got you. Definitely will have that right at the opening of the show, man. Oh, dude, that's amazing. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate yeah, that. Thank you, man. Shit. Like I said, um, other than that, I don't know. What about Mountain Man, though? Mountain Man, you've been quiet for a little while there. You got any, like, final thoughts and stuff before Bushy wraps us up out of here tonight? Well, I, I just want to say I'm I'm against uh you know uh you know uh, mixed trading you know it, it, every, everything should be brother brother sister sister uh God damn it uh, I love General Lee and the Dukes of Hazard and uh, you know there you go trial. <laughs> oh, I love Wadzilla. My final thoughts are going to be a little bit different tonight. Thank you, Ian. For gracing us with your presence to you're do very this you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, brother. And uh, you're welcome back anytime if you're willing to come. Other oh, than that, I'm willing to come. Oh, I, I know you are. Just no, hey, my hey, eye hey, next hey, time. I, not my eye next time. Hey, hey, I, I just want to say before you sign off, thank you so much. Thank you, DJ Sato. Thank you, uh, you know, DJ Bushy. And thank you, you racist ass. Goddamn mountain man, you're so you're so wrong. You're so wrong, but you know what? You can't have it. You're one of those uh, uh, Jebico. What the fuck? Uh, what what the fuck's the name of that family that lives in the mountains? You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't. I don't have any. I, I don't know, dude. Oh, uh, what the fuck? Uh, the Wild West of West Virginia. What the fuck's their name? I don't know, cause he's North Carolina. Are yeah. you talking Hatfields and McCoys? No, no. Anyway, that racist motherfucker knows what I'm talking about. Whenever he shows up, Jessica. <laughs> when I say Jessica, he's like, oh, I know who he's talking about. The white. The white family. Jethro? Jethro? No, Jessica. Jessica, oh. uh, never mind. God. I'm, I'm going to have to Google that shit. Damn it, son of a bitch. Oh, okay. Oh, La- ladies and gentlemen, tonight's podcast has been brought to you by yeah. Cans of Beers. Vote yes. for Ian Wadley and yes. DJ Big Bushy. Yeah, yes. Vote for a liver transplant. No, uh, 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 
I can't believe you don't know this, fucking Bushy. Look up Jessica White. I think his name is. Or just look up Jessica, and you'll know what I'm talking about. You act like I just know racist people. (laughs) Well, just saying. Anyway, this is Uncle Ted Nugent saying, uh, I love the children. Uh, Nice. No, I, I, I love you guys. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. I'm sorry it took me so long. I hope it was worth the wait. I hope you all had a good time. And, uh, Check out the plug. The plug. That's right. Plug with Bushy sitting the mountain, man. Thank you, right. Ian. That's right. Wadzilla, the second half of Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Yeah, the lesser Joining half. us the lesser. tonight. I, I'm, I'm very, I, I'm no Dr. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. You're, you're, you're comic gold. Rafa said it before. You're the funny one of the bunch. Motherfuckers. Five yeah, but by that, he meant we'll... I was the gay one. You know, so. <laughs> Funny how? Funny who? <laughs> what, oh. like I fucking amuse you? Uh, I, I amuse you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Bye, Vinyl. We'll see you next week. Hey, bangers. Big Bushy here. What are you doing? Every Saturday and Sunday morning, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I tell you what you should be doing. You should be tuning in to DJ Sato and his night shift. That's right. All genres of metal. All requests honored. Only on ThatMetalStation.com. But remember. Whatever you do, don't fall. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Hi, this is Mark Olden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we rock and roll all night and party every day. Come check us out on iTunes and Podbean. Thank you very much. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug See you next week (laughs) 